Episode 1, Energy Leadership. Our outcome today is to learn more about our energy. If you know anything about us, you know that we are about mastery, about going deeper into what makes the difference between success and failure, not just in terms of money or career, but in terms of all of life. Energy matters because it affects all of the seven major areas of your life. It impacts the three areas of achievement, that's your finances, your health, your business or your professional life. It impacts the two areas of fulfillment, the things that make us happy, that's spirituality and relationships. It impacts your time, how you're able to spend your time, how you manage your time. If you don't have any energy, I mean, how are you going to show up in these areas? And finally, it of course impacts your mindset, which is one of the biggest things that impacts all those other areas. The framework we'll review today is also extremely valuable for understanding why you do what you do and what alternatives could be available to you in different situations. And understanding alternative options is so key to what change and growth are all about. This framework can also help you understand other people, where they're coming from, how and why they think and feel and do what they do, this will work for romantic relationships, friendships, work colleagues, customers, sales prospects. Anytime you're interacting with a human being, including yourself, this framework will apply. A quick disclaimer. Today's episode is my interpretation of Bruce Schneider's work and the work of the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching. That's IPEC. We call it IPEC. It's based on concepts I learned at IPEC and on Bruce's work in his book, Energy Leadership. Both are highly recommended. IPEC is a coach training school that I have attended. It is one of the longest standing ICF accredited schools. It has a great reputation. Uh, Bruce's book digs much deeper into what we'll be discussing today. That's Bruce Schneider, S-C-H-N-E-I-D-E-R. It's the only book with the title Energy Leadership, at least as of this recording. Uh, <clears throat> One other quick, quick thing. There is an image that you might find handy that goes with this. If you simply put energy leadership framework or energy leadership index in Google, you'll find it. It's a blue circle with a bunch of concentric circles inside it. You absolutely do not need it. So if you're listening to this and you're, you're jogging or you're doing the dishes or you're otherwise occupied, it's perfectly fine. You don't need it. But you might like to look it up because it'll, it'll if you're a visual person, it could help make this make more sense. So... Energy is defined a lot of different ways. There's a lot of different energy frameworks that I've seen and I'm familiar with. In this particular one, energy is defined as potential and your awareness of potential. There are seven levels, and the higher you go in these levels, the more aware you are of your potential and the potential of situations and the potential of other people around you. The higher you go, the less fear, less judgment, less desire to control, and less focus on yourself, and more focus on things that are beyond you and bigger than you. So basically here, energy is understood as, to what extent are you conscious or aware of what's possible for yourself and for other people in a given situation? As far as these seven levels, the goal isn't necessarily simply to get to the highest level possible. 
but rather to understand what level is most effective for a particular situation. The first two levels in this framework are destructive forms of energy. They are often called catabolic energy. Uh, catabolic, C-A-T-A-B-O-L-I-C. I prefer the term destructive because it's just more straightforward. Level one energy. This is a situation where someone is totally at effect of what is happening. They are not causing it. It is not happening. They are not making things happen. Things are happening to them. Now, this is their perception. They may be actually causing the situation, but these levels of energy, because they're about your awareness, they have a lot to do with your perception. This is a, it's, it's a framework about someone's attitude because our attitude impacts our energy. So in level one, your attitude is basically that you are completely at the effect. A lot of times when someone's at effect of something, a word that frequently gets tossed around is victim. Um, people in level one energy are frequently full of blame. They have no immediate awareness of any positive or empowering potential. The phrase that really works for level one energy is, I lose or I hate myself. So um, this is someone, again, who everywhere they look, things are not working out for them. Even if it's a situation that they might have caused, they're blaming, they either blame themselves, they blame circumstances, or they blame other people, but nothing's working. So the result here is often discouragement, fatigue, pessimism, complaining, apathy. Well, you may be thinking that I started out saying, you know, the, the, the idea is that the levels aren't necessarily good or bad, and this sounds pretty bad. The thing is, what distinguishes this level is that you're fully at the effect of things, that things are happening to you. You're not making them happen. In the vast majority of situations, that's might not be the most effective way to approach something. However, there are some situations where that's appropriate. Perhaps if you're resting, or if you're in a recovery mode, someone runs a marathon, they want to spend the next day just like in bed, being at the effect of whatever happens or whatever they feel, or just a lot of forms of entertainment, TV in particular, but you could be watching TV and be at a different level. It really has to do with your attitude towards what's happening. When you think about it, it's not necessarily implicitly bad by itself to be at the effect of things. But in most situations, it's not an effective way to go about getting the types of things that people want and flourishing. So level one, victim, I lose, I hate myself. Level two is the level of anger, conflict, and efforts to control things. You notice in level one, both level one and level two are about control. In level one, you are upset and discouraged because you feel like you can't control things. In level two, you're angry and you're causing, you're, 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 you're using your energy to force situations and people to submit to your will. Level two is a much, much higher level. With each of these levels, this isn't just like, you know, one, level one is, level two is twice as high as level one. It's actually way higher than level one because in level two energy, you can get stuff done. You can get a lot of stuff done. And not only that, is the, not only that the energy is higher because there's an awareness of your own potential. In level one, there's no awareness of any, there's no potential anywhere. You know, everything's terrible. The government's terrible. The weather's terrible. The, you know, you're terrible. Your situation's terrible. Your parents, like whatever, whatever you're looking at when you're in level one energy, it's awful. When you're in level two, you have an awareness of 
probably your own potential, maybe the potential of someone else, maybe the potential of a situation, usually of yourself, but you see it as blocked and you use force to make someone or something submit to your will. We go from, in level one, the phrase is, I lose or I hate myself. And in level two, the phrase is, you lose or I hate you. This can be something as obvious as outright conflict or violence. It can be systems designed to control people. Uh, so, like, a lot of times the legal system, for example, can be a level two system. That's not implicitly bad, but if you, know, you go and break the law and they arrest you, that is a mechanism of control. It's not necessarily bad. Some people probably, like, best thing for that person might be to be arrested, at least in that situation. But at the end of the day, this is a level two system because it is a system fundamentally built around, you know, what do we do in certain situations? Well, we control, we control these people. It could be something a lot more subtle. It could be a statement like, give me the baby, not the labor. Give me the baby, not the labor. I probably just said it wrong. That's okay. Bottom line it for me. I'm not interested in hearing excuses. Um, <clears throat> the basic attitude is I am not interested in appreciating or understanding where you're coming from. I just want to see if you get the if you got the result I wanted or what the result was. That also is level two energy. You want to remember it's the attitude more than the words. Level three. This is where we go from destructive energy to constructive energy. Level three energy is the lowest level of constructive energy. It is about coping. It is about tolerance. It's about silver linings and finding a way to make things work. The energy here is higher because you're trying to find a way to make things work without controlling anything. At level three, the basic idea here is I can't control people or situations, but I can control me and I can control my attitude. I can control my responses. So in that sense, it's much, much more empowering, which is why we're really getting into a constructive energy. It often involves attempts at reconciliation, making up, keeping the peace. Now, you could have someone at level three who's a pleaser, but not necessarily. Again, it depends on the attitude, right? If you're level three, it'll be a pleaser who's trying to keep the peace, not someone who's just plain scared of conflict. If you're scared of conflict trying to keep the peace, that's probably level one. Um, if you believe peace will help other people and you're trying to keep the peace as a result of that, that's going to be the next level, level four. Or if you've achieved peace in yourself, that's higher. A real, genuine, deep, abiding peace in yourself, regardless of situations, that's going to be level five. The phrase for level three, remember we go from uh, I lose at level one to you lose at level two. To At level three, it's I win, comma, and if you win too, great. So at level three, there's not this big effort to help anybody else or really even necessarily to like deal with with other people's situations. It's just, I'm going to find a way to make this work. The other phrase that we sometimes use for level three is, I forgive you. And so other people can be engaged at level three, but when you're engaging other people at level three, at level one, you you, you see, you know, everybody's out to get you, uh, or, or the people who aren't out to get you can't really help you. Uh, at level two, you're trying to control people, you're angry at them. At level three, you're seeing people through the lens of how do I how do I find a way to make things work with this person? I'm just trying to get by. I'm just trying to make things work. Do I need to forgive them? Do I need to maybe draw a boundary with this person? That kind of thing. 
the, the, one of the best ways of thinking about this is I can't control the rain, but I can bring an umbrella. Level four. At level four, the phrase is, you win, or I love you. Level four is about service, love, other orientation. It's about gratitude. And so in level four, you're really thinking, who can I help? How can I help this person? That kind of thing. A quick note, we've been talking a lot about judgment. And I like to distinguish between three different things. Judgment, discernment, and awareness. Awareness simply means you have a conscious knowledge of something. You know that something's happening. So if it's raining outside, your senses tell you it's raining and you are aware that it's raining. Discernment is when you evaluate something and you make a choice based on your evaluation. It's raining. I'm not going to go running today. It's raining. I'm going to bring an umbrella. Judgment is when you take that awareness and you add a label to it that has a strong energetic component to it. Judgment is basically when you get into level one or level two about something. So the judgment would be something like, it's raining, that's terrible. It's raining, this sucks. It's raining, now I gotta bring my umbrella. It's raining, there's gonna be traffic. Whatever you label it with, all of a sudden, now we're dealing with a judgment. So at the higher levels, you can still have an awareness or discernment. And you may even be dealing with a person or situation and discerning that it is a negative situation or this is a person who is not going to be easy to deal with. Judgment comes when you label that person as a jerk or just a perennially you know, impossible to deal with or that kind of thing. There you're starting to, to get down into level two, maybe level three, maybe level one, depending on your attitude. At level four, you could have an awareness that this person is a difficult person, but your basic attitude towards it is going to be, how can I help this person? Or what can I be grateful for as I'm working with this person? A quick note. These levels are about what's present to you, and again, about your attitude. You can be level two while helping someone. Helping someone is kind of like a level four action, but we're not measuring actions, we're measuring attitude. So a lawyer's job, for example, is to help people. So you would think a lawyer ideally would be level four, thinking, how do I help this person? But you can be a lawyer and be angry and be mad at your client and this person was stupid and did bad things and all this kind of thing. Uh, you, you, we've, <laughs> many of us have had experiences where someone is doing charitable work or they're writing a check uh, for a charity and they don't have, and they have a really poor attitude about it, all that kind of thing. You could even be level four when saying that you can't help someone. At level four, it's still possible to draw a boundary by simply saying, you know what, I know who I can help and I know who I can't. This is a person whose situation I don't have anything to contribute to, and therefore I'm not going to engage. So again, it's about how you're thinking, what you're feeling, and what is most present to you. So even if the result is the person gets helped, it doesn't necessarily mean that, that someone engaged in level four energy when that person got helped. Most people live their lives in levels one through four, especially 
level one and level two. Levels five and six. This is a level that not many people experience very often. And some people even have trouble thinking of how they could experience life this way. Level five. The phrase for level five would go from you win at level four or I love you to we win. This is a place of deep peace and acceptance, of opportunity and of possibility. It's easily confused with level three because level three is coping, tolerance, how do I deal with this? And level five is I've accepted this. I'm at peace with it. I don't need to cope with it because there's nothing to cope with. Again, coping involves judgment. At level three, you're thinking, this is not a good situation. How do I find a way to make it work? At level five, you're thinking, this situation doesn't have anything necessarily bad about it. There's just a question of where's the opportunity? What can I do? What's the possibility? What would be good for me and for everyone else involved in this particular situation? So some good representations. If you've ever seen the film The Shawshank Redemption, there's a man named Andy Dufresne, and he's sent to jail for a crime he didn't commit. And it's a really, really bad prison. All of the guards and the whole prison system is just level two. Everybody's aggressive. The prisoners get beat up. Uh, he gets attacked by other prisoners. Most of the prisoners are level one, which is what the system is designed to do. It's designed to be level two so that the people who live there are level one. Andy Dufresne, though, is level five. And everywhere he looks, he sees opportunity and he experiences a peace that none of the other prisoners experience. And he finds opportunity, all these different ways to subvert the prison system. And eventually he finds an opportunity to escape. Another example, level five energy, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Yoda. Right? These are characters who are at peace with whatever happens. And they see opportunities. Obi-Wan Kenobi, he meets Luke. He sees a future Jedi Knight. Mr. Miyagi from the Karate Kid is another example of level five energy. And a good, a good way to think of this, there's a, there's a scene in Karate Kid where uh, Daniel gets beat up. He's a high school student. He gets beat up by some other high schoolers. And his mom is level four, and she's going, oh my God, my son got beat up. What do I do? Uh, how do I help you? What, what do we need to do? She's, she's panicking. And Mr. Miyagi is looking at this, and he's thinking, okay. What has to happen for Daniel to be a better man? What's the opportunity? What has to happen for Daniel to be a better man 10, 20, 30 years from now because he got beat up, not in spite of the fact that he got beat up? That's level five thinking. Level six. Many of us have only had brief moments of level six. Level six is overflowing and abundant joy and gratitude. The phrase for level six is everyone always wins or I don't care if I win or lose. I'm just glad to be playing. My two favorite examples of this, The Wizard of Oz and It's a Wonderful Life. At the beginning of The Wizard of Oz, she's level one and level two about Kansas. Kansas stinks. This stinks. I hate this. I, you know, all this kind of thing. And she goes through this whole journey and the whole point of the journey she gets to the end. She loves Kansas. This is great. There's no place like home. It's a wonderful life, same thing. At the beginning, he's so 
He has so much destructive energy, he wants to kill himself. And then by the end, he's grateful for everything. And that's one of the differences between level four and level six. You may remember I said that level four has gratitude as well. In level four, you're great, grateful for some things, but not everything. At level six, you're grateful for everything, even negative things. Because your awareness of potential is so big, you're almost completely free from fear, judgment, or desire to control. It's not that it's necessarily realistic or unrealistic. It's that it's what it's the way you think when freedom, excuse me, when fear, judgment, control are just gone. And when you're thinking totally beyond yourself. Another good example of level six energy is this movie Life is Beautiful. This was a a movie in the late 90s about an Italian Jew who uh, he and his son get sent to a concentration camp. And he convinces his son that, you know, he speaks Italian, his son speaks Italian, and neither he nor his son speak German. And of course, all the guards at the concentration camp speak German. So his son doesn't know what's going on, and he convinces his son that the whole thing is basically a game slash vacation, like it's like a camp. His son's like maybe six years old. And this man just has so much positive energy. He's constantly making his effort. He's telling his son, you know, all the guards are on one team and, uh, you know, the rest of us were on the other team. That's why the guards wear the same uniform and we wear a different uniform. Uh, it's the kind of movie you have to see for it to make sense. Uh, if I remember right, it was one of the first foreign language films to win Best Picture. At any rate, that's what level six energy has the capability of doing, of seeing something in a situation completely different from what everyone else sees. Another good example of level six energy is that song from the Lego movie. Everything is awesome. Everything's cool when you're part of a team. Other things that might go with level six energy, understanding that we're all equals. We're all in this together. We are each other's medicine. They might say something like, God is at work in everything, whether it's good or it's bad. It's going to work out in the end. And this isn't just like Pollyanna thinking. Pollyanna thinking would be at a much lower level. This is, it actually is present to you. You believe it when you say it and you feel it in that moment. So what would be higher than that? Level seven. Level five, it was we win. Level six, it was everyone always wins. Or I don't care if I win or lose. I'm just grateful. I'm just full of joy to be able to play the game. What would be higher than that? Winning and losing are illusions. Or my experience at this moment is so profound, has so much energy, that it's showing me that thinking in terms of winning and losing doesn't always even make sense. Many people never experience this even once in their life. This is when you see the big, big picture, or perhaps even no picture at all. It is an energy that is so high that it is completely unsustainable. It's like the emotional equivalent of sticking your finger in a light socket. Um, the times I've experienced it, it's almost always accompanied by 
an inability to move or to interact with my immediate environment. Um, I'll give you this simple example. Level 7 energy can be difficult to understand sometimes. When my first daughter was born, she comes out and she looked exactly like I looked when I was a baby. At least all the photos I have of me as a baby. And in that moment when I first saw her, I saw her entire life. I saw her learning to ride a bike. I saw her first day at school. I saw her graduating high school. I saw her getting married. I saw all of it, and I saw almost all of it. It was like I saw all of it at once. And I fainted. Was I seeing the future? Was God showing me something? Was I simply imagining things that I had hoped for? Did I just make it all up in my head? I don't know. I do know that it was more energy, power, and possibility than my brain or body could handle. It was a complete lack of fear, judgment, or desire to control, and not simply an awareness of her potential, but an experience of her potential. And not just her potential in that moment, but her potential of her entire life. It was a vision of something truly bigger than me. Not only did I faint, but I couldn't walk for half an hour. That kind of energy is not sustainable, but it gives you energy for later. It's kind of like you go up the mountain, you get all this energy, and you come down, and you can use that energy to do things. Level 7 energy gives you enormous fuel for action, and the action happens at the lower levels. Well, let's remember what we said earlier. It's not about getting to the highest level possible, but about seeing which level you're at and which level others are at, why you're at that level or why they are at that level, and knowing what can be done about it, and choosing levels that are most effective for the situation you find yourself in. Another thing to note, we're all at all seven levels of all, at all times. There's a question of percentages. So you may have someone who lives much of their life in level one energy, but there are moments where they jump to level two and they're willing to fight for themselves. Or there may be moments where they, uh, under certain circumstances or in certain areas of their life, they show up at level four. Um, <clears throat> for now, how to apply this? Start simply with awareness. What level are you showing up at in different circumstances and why? What level are people you interact with showing up at and why? We will go into much more of this in our next episode. For now, to go deeper on this, take a look at Bruce's book, Energy Leadership. The entire book is basically about this framework. There is an assessment that is offered called the Energy Leadership Index, the ELI assessment. Uh, we offer that. We're not the only people who offer it. Uh, it is a really good assessment. What's cool is most assessments are personality assessments. So Myers-Briggs, Core Values Index, DISC, uh, these types of assessments, you take them, typically you take them once and then you take them never again. In fact, one of the ways they evaluate these assessments is how repeatable they are. If you take it once, you take it 10 years later, you get the same score. That means it's a good assessment. What's cool about the ELI, it's not a personality assessment. It's an attitudinal assessment. 
it basically takes these seven areas and tells you what percent you are in each of the levels. Uh, what in terms of like your average living through your daily life. It comes with a full one-hour coaching debrief. And what's cool is you can take it once and then you can take it again six months later. And if you've worked on yourself and made effort to grow, you can have a completely different result. Next, keep listening. Everything we will be discussing in this podcast, everyone we interview, everything we talk about, will in one way or another relate to understanding yourself better and mastering life. And that's essentially what this framework is about. That's one of the... That's, one of several reasons why this was the very, very first episode, because this is so foundational. In our next podcast, we will go a little bit deeper with this in terms of what to do at the different levels and how to deal with people at different levels. I hope you've enjoyed this. If you ever have any questions at all about any aspect of this, please feel free to reach out to us. Uh, the best email for us is my personal email, David, D-A-V-I-D, at scogginsgroup.com. That's S-C-O-G-G-I-N-S-G-R-O-U-P.com. We're very easy to find on social media and online in general. So hope you've enjoyed this. Thank you very much.